This is episode number 176 of the Homeowner Show. Whether you're a DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Homeowner Show. We're so glad that you could join us for another live episode of the Homeowner Show here from the studios. Glad you could join us. Somebody's volume is up in the studio. That's okay. We got multiple guests. Who's got it? I don't know. Someone's louder than the other. <laughs> oh, there, well, we, we found it. Out. We found it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, oh, look at that. Mm. Look at the bumpity bumps. Things are, things are happening. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Hey, it's okay. We're here. It's right. just a regular night, chilly night, but things are good. What's up with you, man? Oh, dude. Um, so I, I really only have one thing that I wanna wanna open the show with, Kev. Okay. How about them cowboys? Oh my gosh, that's a one thing that I told you I did not want to talk about. You little jerk. I do not want to talk about them. Um So y'all, this is this is fun for me because I could really just give a flying fart in the wind about professional sports, but Kevin really cares about this stuff, so but it's because Dak is his favorite player. No, he's not. <laughs> not only is he not my favorite player, he's my least favorite player. <laughs> and we had so many things wrong tonight, okay, y'all? We can go there if you want to, but at the end of the day, we hired the wrong person long term. <laughs> uh huh. He's horrible. Yep. He's terrible. So would you rather have him or you want Aikman back? Even, I, even like in his look, old, old look, age and decrepitness. No, look, here's the thing. Aikman is, was completely overrated in his day. Absolutely, that's gonna win you no, no friends. Look, he <laughs> uh, he look he was he was a winner, uh-huh. and he had a supporting cast that were also winners, all the way down to the head coach. Right, I'm really 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 good. Everything was perfect about that team. Sure, but we don't have that right now. There's no doubt the Cowboys don't have that all the way down to the head coach. Okay, we got problems. I get it, but at the end of the day, unfortunately, we live in a system where the quarterback gets wins and losses. <laughs> it falls squarely on their shoulders. Not quite as much as like baseball. That literally falls squarely <laughs> on their shoulders. But um, it comes down to that. And look, we're not winning. And that's what it is. It, and most of you are like, really, the Cowboys? I'm like, yeah. I grew up with the Cowboys. It's, it is what it is. I'm a Cowboys fan through and through. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Y'all Yankees fans. I'm not, I'm not a fan of y'all either. But <laughs> you grew up with them, and that's fine. You can, whatever. So yeah, I'll just root for Texas Tech for a little while. There, there. Where's my Texas Tech logo? It's on the other nipple. There, yeah, the other, <laughs> there it is. Or for them, they're doing good. Yeah. Except they lost to like the worst Big Twelve team the other day. They beat like number five and number one, and then they lose to like nobody. Who'd they so, play? Well, they well they beat, um, they beat Kansas, and then they beat Baylor, and then they lost against. Um, I don't remember who it was. Iowa State, I think. It was bad. It was ugly. Okay. So anyway. So anyway, we we have a really cool episode today. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with any of that. So, which makes it good. To, like, even though the the podcast is like today, what's today? Today is the sixteenth, January sixteenth. So the podcast is actually not coming out for like two weeks. Sure, but it's it's like serendipitous that it's today. Do you know why? I think I know something that you don't know. Uh, is today like an anniversary? No. Oh well, then I couldn't know. Today is a very specific day. Do you, I'm gonna ask oh, her. I do know. No, I do know. Oh, hang on. Let me. Do you, no, guys, I do do you know. guys know what today is? I know. No? No, no I know. Today is... Wait, can I say it? <laughs> if you really know. It's your wife's least favorite day of all days in the world. Well, that is true. Okay. Today is my wife's least favorite day of the year. <laughs> okay. Well, it's, this- it's, it's her favorite day, 
And it's her least favorite day. Is it because she gets a little bit of attention or? No. Like, okay. okay so what Kevin is alluding to is today is Ethel Merman's birthday, <laughs> um, which is her least favorite well, she performer. Just, she just hates this person. She hates Ethel yeah. Merman. Um, but that actually was not what I was leading into. Okay. Uh, but, but it is funny, like on Ethel Merman's birthday, we just spam my wife's Facebook with pictures of Ethel Merman. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> it's she, a lot of fun. Yeah. She literally um, hates this person. And Ethel Merman <laughs> is in my favorite movie of all time, ah. which for those of you wondering, it's a mad, 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 mad world. Yes. Um, which is a great. But today, and I don't think these days normally coincide, which okay. I think was a weird thing for her. Um, today is Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. Oh, I saw her post about something like that. Yeah, yeah it's great, fantastic. Wow. So, and so if you can read between the lines, mm. we're going to be talking to some doulas and midwifery and all kinds of words that you and I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, and midwifery is my favorite word. It's of my all new time. favorite word too. It's not like <laughs> I heard it last time we talked to Christina here, but uh, it's like. Who gets to say a word like midwifery and it be right? In a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> like, you say that, it's almost like, hey, something about, I don't know, like, well, I don't know, midwifery. And you're like, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing. So, yeah, back in the studio. Um, I don't know. It's been a little while. It has. A I little bit know. over a year. Yeah, a little bit over a year. Okay, great. Uh, we have Christina Tamez, and she is a doula and does midwifery. I don't know if I said that right. She's a midwifery. She does midwifery? She does midwifery. It's it's like what you do like if you're a witch doctor, right? A witch doctor. Yeah. No. You do the witch doctory thing. The wiz- <laughs> this is she's a midwife and she does the midwifery. No, right? Priscilla's the midwife. Priscilla's I'm the, the midwife. Okay, we'll figure all that out. Either way, <laughs> we got to assign titles. Christina. We need badges. That's yeah, what we need. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get this all wrong. <laughs> well, look, whenever you have conversations like this, you just have to like put I, it out there, right? I completely look, understand. We're all gonna be stupid for a little while. Not all. No, not just all of us. The two, the two of here. us on this side. <laughs> We're going to be stupid for a little while. Yep. Let y'all figure out why we're stupid. Uh, it's not going to take long. And um, all that. So, Christina, tell it for those of you who may not have heard the last episode, shame on you. Go back and listen. Yes. Uh, please tell us a little bit about yourself and what okay. you do. Okay. My name is Christina Tamez, and I'm a nurse by trade. I have turned doula, and doula is Greek, and it means woman servant. So, that's what I do for a woman in labor. I serve her needs. I anticipate what she needs. And I'm there to serve her, to make her comfortable in the labor process. Okay. So that's what I do um, in this realm. I do that in the hospital. I do that in a birth center, or I can do that in the home setting. Okay. All right. Great. And uh, you brought a, a guest and with you, yes. but she's she's your employee. She works with you. She's your partner. We're, All we're those things. Partners. You're our business partners. Not yes. You're not an employee. You're a no. partner. Right. <laughs> right. You're the other half. You demoted that, you. Look at that. <laughs> Look, right. I'm starting off early, being stupid. The only thing I wasn't stupid about was Dak, okay? <laughs> that was not stupid. That was smart. Time will but, tell. Yeah, no, the time is already told. Anyway, um, but uh, Priscilla, welcome. We're glad you're here. Welcome to the Homeowner Studio. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got into partnering here with Christina. Sure. So my name is Priscilla Bricky, and my background back 20 years ago started in massage. Okay. And I worked with um, women in pregnancy, worked at Women's Hospital of Texas. That turned into doula work. Um, and as a doula, I uh, decided to become a midwife. So it's trickled in um, over the years, but here I am. Finally, um, we have this 
awesome business, midwifery and doula services that we offer. So, okay, great. So, um, along those lines, I mean, I, I'm sure that the, the, the road to being, you know, a midwife is really, really long, I would assume, or maybe it's short, but how did you decide I want to do this? Uh, partly working in the hospitals as a doula, okay. I just felt like there was a better calling for me. So, um, after, uh, if you see the difference between a, a hospital birth and a home birth or even a birth center birth, it's night and day. And there's just something to be said about being home and, and laboring and having a baby and not having, um, the sterile side of a hospital and all the interventions that go along with it and just letting our bodies labor naturally. Um, mm. it's just a better outcome. It's, it's beautiful. Wow. I, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, Craig and I, we've been through this process before having babies, Craig more than me, but, um, <laughs> never had any myself. No, no well, <laughs> that we know of, um, I've been present so, for some. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, it was wonderful for us, but I don't think I really knew that doulas were a thing. I think I'd probably heard the word once or twice and, I definitely heard the word midwife because that's a little bit more yes. common. Why is yes. it more common? That's is a, it? That's a great question. I BBC. don't know the answer. Well, so <laughs> the midwife. The, isn't that the network that has the, the show? The Call the Midwife? Oh, yes. yes. Is that yes. the one? Yes. So right. a, a midwife replaces I know some your things. OB. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're right. <laughs> yes. But that's the difference is, is a, a midwife replaces the OB. That's, that's the, you're either going to be with an OB in the hospital or a midwife and some midwives work in the hospital or at home or a birth center. Okay. Um, a doula is more of a support. So, okay. so, so a midwife is actually going to help deliver. Yes. And, and like, I think that, I think that probably where I, I, cause, okay. I grew up watching old TV shows, you know, like the Andy Griffith show and mm -hmm. green acres and yeah. petticoat junction, yeah. like some of these yeah. old, old shows. Right. And every once in a while, they would just, you know, they had an episode about so-and-so who gave birth and the midwife would come. Right. And I think that's probably where I heard it more than anything because um, and it is kind of like you said, it's the one who actually came to do the the procedure, right. whatever, you know, the giving birth process. Yes. And so that's that's a little bit different than the doula, which is giving the support. Correct. Right. support. Correct. Okay. So Got back it. in the day, in those you know, we're talking early 19th century, mm -hmm. it was a woman's event to have birth. Mm. And typically the men were still at work or they were in another room. Okay. So the, the, the birthing woman is surrounded by either her mother, her sister, her aunt. Um, it's a woman thing. Like one's getting warm towels. Another is, is rubbing her back. Another is helping her get off the bed. She wants to stoop or she wants to get from a squat position into the bed. It's it's about a a women event. Okay, women supporting women, and it wasn't until the hospital births started um, getting traction because of penicillin that they invited men to go in. And even at that, they weren't allowed in the labor room. My dad was. I'm 52. My dad was not allowed in the labor room. Wow. He was in the waiting room, mm. and they came out. The nurse came out and said, "It's a girl," and you know he got all teary and you know all nervous. He was there with my <laughs> uncle, and he said, "Quick!" He handed my uncle a bunch of um, quarters and said, "Go call everybody." Oh, wow. <laughs> so you know it was payphone time. Wow. Um, so 
you know, I'm happy men are in the room, Mm -hmm. in the hospital room. I'm happy they're there. But at the same time, they're not always as educated as they need to be. Shocker. Or equipped. (laughs) Yeah. They may, they may have read all the books, but they're not equipped. And that's where the doula comes in. And that's a huge thing because I think, um, like, I know whenever I, whenever we had our first child, it was like, you know, you need to go to the birthing class. Yes. And it was kind of not a requirement, but it was highly, sure. you know, encouraged. And, yes. And I went, I think a lot of men are just uncomfortable. Sure. With the, with the terms. Yes. With the body parts. Yes. With the things that are happening. Yes. And I think that's why they were always like, go get the boiling water. Because it took a while. I don't know. Get you away from here. I don't know. Like <laughs> Keeps you occupied. Keeps you occupied, right? But I do think it's important because, um, and, and not to get too off topic here, but I think that, um, especially with the whole sanctity of life thing and everything, day, you know, we, Craig and I are definitely huge supporters of family yes. in general. Yes. And in today's world, it's just a different... Like, there's a lot more people that don't have a family Correct. around them when they're giving birth. Correct. And we love that the the more you can involve family in every aspect, I think, is, is healthy. And so uh, I, I really love that. So I, I guess do this. Um, tell us a little bit about what, what is that process? Like, how do you educate the husbands or the men, if they're, even if they're not husbands? How do you kind of go through that process with them i'll let you priscilla well it starts in the childbirth class okay. that we teach and we had what nine dads with us tonight yes. so um, it's a couple's um, class and we give him the words as well as the hands-on tools on what to do and some dads that's a big deal um, when they when they reach out for doula services they say what what uh what goal or what what is the what role is my husband going to have in this? And it's whatever he wants. You know, what do you see? What is your birth plan? What do you want him to do? What have y'all talked about? And a lot of the dads, they, um, are, they want to go in full force and they want to do everything. We teach them everything that we know and we get there and they're like a deer in headlights and they're like, I'm so glad you're here. Mm -hmm. So, um, (laughs) but some dads, you know, they, they do it all. Some do, they want to do it all. And we're wiping their foreheads, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever they need, um, making sure they're resting or, or getting something to eat. So we, we really are support for both mom and dad, but giving, giving the dad the tools to help mom in early labor is really important. And it just gives them more confidence. And I think the, the mamas, they love it. I mean, they're like, yeah, tell them more, tell them to do more, <laughs> you know, <laughs> say it again. What, it, what do you say? I love you. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're doing perfect. Uh-huh. You know, you're so strong. So, I'm yeah. so proud of you. Yeah. Um, a lot of dads get really nervous when mom gets a little vocal, mm-hmm. when she's grunting and making primal noises. So we try to get that on the front end mm-hmm. and tell dad it's going to be noisy. Yeah. It's going to be noisy. It's going to sound scary. Uh, she may even say a few curse words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we're going to give her grace mm-hmm. and we're going to apply it. I always tell them in class, it's kind of like when you go to Vegas. When you go to Vegas, what happens in Vegas mm-hmm. stays in Vegas. Yeah. What happens in the labor room stays in the labor room. If mama needs to say some bad words and hit a pillow, then mm-hmm. we're going to let her. Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting that you say that because I think that um, th- this is one of, because I, I on occasion wind up, 
talking with uh, married couples for, for various reasons. And uh, one of the things I tell them is like, look, the time right after you have a child is one of the most stressful, most confusing, mm-hmm. most tiring things that you've ever done. And what's going to happen is you're going to wind up having moments where you go, I didn't know that I married that person. And if I did, I would never have married that person. It's like, okay, well, you need to be a little more confident in yourself and you need to be a little more graceful to that person because the reality of it is you're more exhausted than you've ever been in your life. Mm -hmm. Things are changing. You're, you know, you've got a whole new life stage that you've entered into and it's just, it's very different. And so you didn't marry that person. You know, you married the person that you know, and you probably just need a nap. Yes. And she probably <laughs> yes. just needs a nap. Right. Yes. And so I think I think what you're talking about there is really, really helpful because there there's some of this education on the front end that I think if you can if you can have, mm-hmm. it really does. And you mentioned a birth plan. Um I, I want to dig into that just a little bit more in a moment, but um let me ask you this because you said that you do birthing classes, right? What is different, if anything, about your birthing class than the one that, like, say, the hospital offers? Because we went free of charge. We didn't have to pay. Um, and I don't know if y'all charge for that or if it's just included in your services if you hire you as a doula. But um, what what makes that different? Well, first of all, we don't have many classes. We have one. Okay. So a lot of dads like that. Um, it's not subsequent weeks in a row. It's not nine weeks, 12 weeks, because I used to teach those classes in yeah. the hospital. Um, there is no hospital tour with our class. So it's a one-day class. It's usually four hours long, three or four hours. We can also do it privately, but we do offer it every other month in person um, right here in Conroe. Um, what makes it different in addition to that is that we're teaching a little bit of anatomy and physiology. So we're making sure everyone's on the same page. Like where's the baby even in the body? (laughs) Baby's in the uterus. (laughs) Um, where is the vagina? Yes, you have three holes. And so, you know, we go from the very basic, then we go into stages of labor and most moms are somewhat familiar. They've all read some of those books. Um, but we like to go over that again. And then we like to pinpoint about what, what's happening in that stage of labor to mom and what is dad or doula doing mm. in response to that? So it's like this horizontal um, checklist of what's going on in the room. Okay. And the closer we get to delivery, those time frames get shorter, but the pain is more intense. Mm. So our role as doula becomes far more interactive with mom than in the very beginning when, you know, she's only been in labor like six hours. So we'd like to arrive when... Um, She's in active labor, and we like to labor mamas at home. Mm. So that is one thing that makes us different from other doulas as well, is that most doulas will only take care of you between 37 weeks and 41. We take care of you the moment you call. So if, you're, if you just peed on the stick and it's positive and you want to hire a doula, we can be yours. Okay. And you get more bang for your buck if you hire us early because we're available via text the entire time. Mm-hmm. 24-7, Sunday same afternoon, same price. Okay. Sunday afternoon, 2 in the morning, we're yours. We are your Google. Mm-hmm. We are it. So um, when it comes time for us to be there with you in labor, we like to go, with, go to your house, start at labor there, and then we can make decisions when it's time to go and we caravan, we go together. That's huge. 
it's really big. Yeah, because I, I don't know, Greg, I don't know your, your experiences. Obviously, are going to vary from mine, but I remember whenever my daughter was born, we scheduled it. It was, she, my wife was induced. Now, it's really interesting because she would say she wishes she didn't do that. A lot of women you regret know? that. Yeah, and, and it really it was because it was just a different experience. Yeah. And, she, and, 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 and again, for her, it was, I mean, you have to know my wife. She's very... Like plan things out. She needs to know all why this is happening, when, and all the things. So a birthing plan would have been really, really helpful for her. Mm-hmm. But that's why she did it because she right. needed to know, like, right. if it's not already happened, that it's right. going to happen and everything's right. going to be fine. Right. I've got it planned out. She had it under control, right? right? With my son, uh, my second child, whenever he was born, um, I I was asleep. It was Christmas Eve, <laughs> and I was asleep. And um, she woke me up about three o'clock in the morning, and she said, "Hey, babe, um, it's time to go to the hospital." And I said, "Okay, why?" <laughs> and she goes, "She goes, well, um, I haven't been asleep yet, and my contractions are about eight minutes apart right now, and that means it's time to go to the hospital." And I said, "Okay, okay, okay." <laughs> It's okay. It's three in the morning. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. fine. Yeah, exactly. And um, I was like, okay. Deer in headlights. Here we go. I'm so glad that we had a little bit of a plan uh, because we had someone to call to come take care of our daughter. She was down the road and she answered her phone at three o'clock in the morning, which was huge. Yes. Uh, Ginger, one of my favorite people in the world because of that. Um, and, and we left. One of my favorite stories to tell of all time is that it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and there's nobody out, right? Everybody's asleep. Everybody's at home. And I am speeding through the neighborhood and down the, you know, the access road to get to where we're going. And my wife's like, it's fine. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not even that far away from the hospital. And I'm like, leave me alone. Yeah. I get one yeah. opportunity to speed <laughs> and do this. Like, it's one my chip, my only chance to do this legally, you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And um, yeah. <laughs> she was like, okay, fine. So I was like, let me have my moment here for just a minute. Uh, but and, I, and I do tell all my dads when I'm behind them. There's no need to speed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but drive with your flashers, and we're, we're going to get mom there safely. Okay? Yeah. Oh, you know, that's the other thing, though. It's like, look, who am I going to run into? There's no one. There's no one. Anyway, Santa so, Claus. Yeah. Yes. Santa Claus was on his way. Um, but I do think that a birthing plan is yes. super important yes. for lots yes. of those reasons. Yes. So uh, yes. I do want to dig into that for a minute. We, like, that is part talk of, to us about that. That. Is, that is part of the class as well. Okay. So everyone's on the same page about anatomy and physiology, what the stages of labor are, when we arrive, what's going to happen when we get there. Um, and then uh, we have the birth plan. And then either we go to the hospital, if it's a hospital birth, or we go to the birth center, if it's a birth center birth. If it's happening at home, then we just stay right there. Mm-hmm. And when it gets closer to the end of labor, then the, the doula will call the midwife to come in. And she brings all of the equipment to you, which yeah, is so super you're, nice. You're already ready. Like all yes. of these things have been planned. So, the, so yes. the, a lot of the things that you're, you know you're going to be unsure about, you've already kind of Correct. worked through Correct. a little bit. So dad has the opportunity to ask questions like, where do I stand? Mm. Um, you know, who's taking pictures? The doula. Mm-hmm. So dad can be in the picture. Okay. So it gives them a lot less anxiety going in. They know what to expect. They know we're going to answer on the very first text. Mm-hmm. Priscilla, our phones do not turn off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we answer within the minute. Wow. Around the clock. Wow. 
Well, and it gives I, everyone lots of um, calm. Sure. Well, that's something that even doctor's offices don't oh, offer. They no. do we get a lot of complaints from our clients. They say, I've left several messages. No one calls me back. Everything's through a portal. You can't get a person on the phone. Right. And they love that they can text us, get on a Zoom call or a yes. phone call. And we're, we're there for them. Within I mean, the minute. Ju- so. Just the ability to communicate with somebody is, sure. is extremely yes. valuable, yes. I would imagine. Yes. Sometimes I, sometimes it's not contractions. It's they think they have a UTI. Sometimes um, babies are sitting real low and they're having round ligament pain. They don't know they're having round ligament pain, but they're having pain. So once we ask a certain questions, so there is no need to Google it. Yeah. We are the Google. Or rush to the ER. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I, know, I know UTI. What's round ligament pain? I don't, that one's the one I've not heard before. What is that? Go ahead, Priscilla. <laughs> so it's a ligament. Uh, oh. It attaches to the uterus. You okay. have a broad ligament and a round ligament, and they tend to get overstretched as the baby, as the uterus grows. Okay. And de- depending on the baby's position, you'll it's a sharp pain. And it feels like a, a possible contraction. They're confused. They don't know what they're feeling. They just know they have pain. Okay. But it's very common in pregnancy. So for, for the moms out there, because Kevin and I have no idea what this is, like what, what would they be experiencing that – to, I mean, could they tell the difference between a contraction and that? or would, would Sometimes no. Sometimes no, okay. Because they'll say it feels like a, a, a period cramp. Okay, well, mm. that sounds like a contraction, not a ligament pain. Or it's, it's when I start my cycle, it's, it's right where the ovaries are. Okay, well, uh, that sounds like ligament. So it's troubleshooting, a yeah. lot of troubleshooting. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just kind of, it, again, it's having someone to talk to. Sure, yes. And ask, to figure and, it out. And, and, you know, kind of whittle it down and go, okay, what, what, what exactly are we dealing with? Yes, right. Okay. Yeah, uh, we had a client not long ago. She woke us up in the middle of the night, a little early for a home birth. It was 36 weeks. Uh, By law, we cannot do a home birth unless you're 37 to 42 weeks. And so she texted, it was, I don't know, what she was maybe 35 weeks, 36, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. having pain. And so I was like, hmm. So I went to her house, evaluated her, figured it out that it was round, it was a uh, round ligament pain and showed her how to wear a support belt. And ever since then, she's had no pain. Interesting. So, I mean, that, that is unbelievable. I, know. Like, y'all. I, know. I mean, because here's the other thing is 37 weeks. It's early. And even though it's not too early, yeah. it's early. Yeah. Right. And in every, every moment, I mean, and it, there comes a point where it's not healthy, but Every moment that that baby can get the nutrients and the nourishment yes. that your mom is giving hours, sure. baby's is growing. huge, right? Yes. And so, you know, three weeks yeah. is is a lot of time. Yeah. And so you just saved that that person not only a lot of stress, mm-hmm. because that's the main thing probably, mm-hmm. but you also probably saved her a trip to the hospital. Yes. And who knows who she's going to get whenever she sees, uh, you know, the hospital. Who, who knows if she's going to find who she needs. Mm-hmm. They can tell her all sorts of things. Right. Right. And, and not only that, there's this whole trust factor yes. that you've been building this entire time. Exactly. I just see so many, so much value in this. And it makes me wish that I had known about this service whenever I was younger and had my children, you know, it would have been probably yeah. a different story. Yeah. Me too. You know? I mean, I, my training is in labor and delivery. Mm-hmm. So I had my first kid at 25 no such word as doula right. ever spoken at women's hospital. Right. But now it's norm. Mm-hmm. Now it's norm. Well, that's pretty big too. Like the fact it that is. it's actually a normal thing. It is normal. You know? what, what do you guys think has been the shift in, in either like our family culture or like our mom culture that has, that has made that more mainstream for everybody? I do think that we need more 
education about it because um, during the peak of COVID, mothers wanted their mother there mm-hmm. and the doula. Mm-hmm. So we would birth um, labor mamas at home and then their mother would go in pretending to be the doula. Oh. You know, so that gave us a really bad rap mm-hmm. in COVID time. Well, because I think a lot of mothers are hyper. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. And they really don't know what they're <laughs> and doing. And I don't mean yeah. like, I don't mean like yeah. off the wall hyper. Yeah. I mean, they're just extra. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to make sure I'm clear what we're <laughs> exactly. talking about. We're talking about the moms of the mom that's Correct. having the baby. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. <laughs> grandma, grandma, grandma wanted to be there because that was the plan. And then COVID hit and they weren't able to. So I still think there needs to be far more education. It's not just a person who wants to be in the room. Mm. You cannot just call yourself a doula. Mm. So that I think there still needs to be a lot more education about it. But I think what's happened is moms, the, the pregnant mama, is starting to realize I cannot leave this in someone else's hands that is not a professional. Mm-hmm. Their understanding through their friends that have had kids or, you know, bad stories that they read about that the nurses are not really in the room 24 uh-huh. seven. Right. They are charting and they're overworked and they're taking care of other clients too. Especially over the last two years. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Correct. So they are realizing, I love you, my dear husband, but this is not your specialty mm-hmm. and I need someone dedicated to me. Yeah, because this, I mean, again, this is. Even though this is a pretty normal process, yes. and I'm going to say that that way, I only say it that way because it's birth. It's 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 a huge deal. It is, but a lot a lot of women experience it. Yes, right. Yes. And as far as that goes, it is normal, but it's only something that you do a couple of times, three times. I mean, some yeah. people a lot more than that, but it's a it's still rare in your yes. life. Yes, and so you don't know. It's not it's just like something that you. It's not like riding a bike. Right. Not to mention the fact that number two is going to be different than number one. Yes. It's going to feel different. It's going to act different. It's going to be different. It's and going number to three is different. a wild card. Yeah. Just saying. Number three is a wild card. Yes. I know. Yes. Because I have four. I know. Three is a wild card. You just, you'd never know, right? It's From true. then and now evermore. That's true. It's very true. Some things will never change with number three. Yes. My number three is 20, going to be 22, and he is still a wild card. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so you you mentioned the buzzword. Okay, so let's get into it for a moment. Um, how has how has COVID changed things for you and, and Priscilla, you as well? Um, how has that changed your services, and has it, has it made it – intensify has it you know just kind of give me the the thousand foot view of what that looks like how covid has really changed things for y'all um so in midwifery there has been and i think it goes back to a question we had a second ago um it, i believe it's growing home birth um birth center births because of the policies in the hospital not letting a second person and a support person only letting dad in. So uh, the women were fearful that their the next step was to not let the dad in. So a lot mm. of, we had a lot of transfer, late transfers um, for home birth. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a way it's good um, for midwifery. As far as doula services, we used to charge extra to labor women at home. But with COVID, when they weren't letting us in, that we just decided we're just going to go to their homes and labor them at home. And if it has to go to Zoom after that, it will. Mm. So at least we were still getting in-person, hands-on with our clients before they went. And we and basically, uh, 
the dads were our hands Mm -hmm. and we would just tell them everything to do. So So you were, you were actually doing this via zoom for a few patients. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Wow. So tell me, what was that like? (laughs) It's a little crazy. I did once I was in the parking lot of a hospital. They wouldn't let me in. So I sat in the parking lot and zoomed for that. Um, yeah. So, uh, it's, it's, I had my kids over one night and I live in a two bedroom apartment and, uh, they were all, you know, spread out in the living room and two were in another room and had two in my bed. So I went to the bathroom. <laughs> that was my only <laughs> private space. <Yeah. laughs> I sat in the bathroom floor and held the phone oh and I'm like, gosh. okay, hu- okay, dad, can you uh, move the blanket so I can see her face a little better? Mm. Now lean over the bed. As long as they can hear our voice and we can see them, it works. But because Priscilla and I want to be there, we want to put our hands on the client. We want to bring the anxiety down in the room just by our presence. That was super hard as a provider on the other side of a screen. Mm, It was super hard. We can't use our essential oils. We can't use our hand technique. It worked, but Mm. it was so hard emotionally on us because we want to be there. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, so I, I guess the other side of that, the, the other question I want to ask is, um, do you, do y'all work in tandem with a lot of patients? I mean, especially with like the home births, are y'all both there? Because again, you're telling me the that the midwifery and the doula services are very different. They are. Um, so I mean, one's literally delivery, and one's literally mm-hmm. the care yes. surrounding the delivery. So do y'all do that together? The doula, we do 12-hour shifts. Uh, okay. Before labor, we, we are on a three-way text. So we're constantly in communication with our clients from the very beginning. Um, during labor, one of us will show up and spend 12 hours, and then we'll swap. Uh, if they hire us for midwifery and doula services, then we're both there at the same time. Okay. Oh, okay. So that, that makes a lot of sense to me because mm-hmm. these are different services. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yes. And, but they, they go hand in glove Yes. as long as you want that could, service. Could, could y'all just take a couple minutes and kind of break down the differences for those that are listening? Like what's the difference between like a doula and a midwife? So a doula is um, support um, and advocacy advocacy so we are giving you the words we're educating you um and then midwifery it's it's more like i said they they we're somewhat equal to an obgyn we don't do surgery but we do all your prenatals um your labs we labor with you as well um we're there for the birth for the delivery um we're there we stay um up to two hours after the birth, we come back at 24 hours at two weeks and then four weeks later. So we're there also Mm. it's baby care too. It's infant care. So we, interesting. yeah. So it's, it's, it's a big span of time. So it's all your prenatals again, where, where doula it's more, they reach out when they have questions or concerns. We check in with them on a, on a weekly basis. How's your, how's your prenatals? uh, How's your doctor's appointment going? That, that kind of scenario with doula support. Um, but midwifery, there's definitely more uh, patient care. So do you actually, as a, as a midwife, do you actually do the delivery? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I guess the next question is, do you replace an OBGYN? If they don't need surgery. Okay, so... <laughs> Basically, if there's a C-section needed, you... We go to the hospital. Yeah. Okay, okay so yeah. so let me let me ask again, thousand foot view here. Love it. Yes. My wife and I, we're not having any more kids. That's physically impossible at this point. Um, 
But let's let's. I have, I have a couple comments. But no, the, <laughs> uh, there there will be questions asked if we have more kids. Um, but <laughs> let's say that we that we hire both of you. Okay, so you're now our team. Yes. Yes. Well, and that, that that's actually a pretty good question, then, Kev. I mean, like, Thanks. I mean, with, I mean, no, I mean, because like you say, we hire both of you. I mean, like, when when we in, engage with you guys' services, do we get both of you? Yes. yes. Okay. No matter what. Correct. No matter what, whether it's doula, you're going to get us both. Whether it's midwifery, chances are you'll get us both because Christina will come and assist okay. at the birth. Um, but but the mm, services are different. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is that normal? Yes. I mean, and like for I mean, like I'm not just talking about for you guys. I'm like in general. No, in no. general. So a midwife, if you think about what an OB does, when your wife goes to her well woman exam uh-huh. every year, she gets a pap smear, she gets a, a breast exam, she may get some labs drawn, and you know some checks off on the on the documentation saying I'll see you in a year. Mm-hmm. At 35 years old, you need to go for your first mammogram. All that a midwife can do all of that. Okay, she can see you all the way until the end. Interesting. Past menopause. Okay. Okay. She does most of her work. Most midwives go into your home. Some have an office and you go, just like you would go to a doctor's office, you go to a midwife office. Mm-hmm. But if it's in your home, it's so much calmer. It's your own bed. She brings all the equipment. Everything's there. If you need a sonogram, she's going to send it out You know, write the script for it. If you need birth control, she can write a script for that. If mm. you need antibiotics because you have a UTI, she can write a script for that. Oh, wow. So if you need stitches because you tore when you had the baby, she can sew that up. It's she can take care of everything woman. See, that's really good because okay, so I, I guess kind of back to my original question, do you recommend having an OBGYN or do you just recommend look, if you have to have a C section, for example, the ER is gonna be able to do that. And whoever because I would think that on some level there is going to be some anxiety around not having someone that they've prepared to do that and just say, well, anybody can do a C-section, you know? Uh, but what is the, what have, what have you, I guess, recommended normally? So we've had to transfer before, um, and it's not um, life-threatening, mm-hmm. but maybe failure to progress. We're right. just not getting anywhere. We need to go to the hospital for some Pitocin. Um, or, you know, Something's something's happened in the pregnancy, and now we need to transfer care. Mm-hmm. So that is something we do. I mean, okay. we have our, our networking group. We know we can call on a specific doctor in their area um, and refer. Okay, I and assume at this point do. you've already gone through. This is the insurance that you have. We know that this. We partner with these doctors. Mm-hmm. That that's already part of the conversation that you've already had pre. Right. It's part of your birthing plan, I would right. assume. Right. We already somewhere. know how what's the nearest hospital. You yeah. know, those are part of right. the things that we go through right. in the initial consult. So some people say I want a midwife to come to my home and they say, you know, I really don't think I need a doula. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not required. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have a doula. Mm-hmm. So but we are a midwife doula team. Mm-hmm. Most midwives have a midwife practice. And they see clients, you know, they have regular gynecological clients and then they have regular OB clients Mm -hmm. and they see clients all day, just like a doctor would. And then some clients say, I think I need more support. So they ask for a doula. They ask the midwife, who do you suggest? They're like, oh, well, you know, here's a doula group you can find, go to doula match or whatever. But we are a team. 
Okay. So she's not going to recommend another doula to an, sure. another client. She's going to recommend me and we come as a team. If the client says, I don't think I need a doula, I just want the midwife service, then I would come and serve as a second pair of hands at the birth just to take care of baby. Sure. Because it's just necessary. Yes. For that yes. right Many well you hands just make light work well you just need backup and and most midwives will call a backup midwife okay. when it's getting time for the birth okay well and uh, look when, uh, again going back to one of the reasons my wife regrets doing uh the the induction is because she, she I, I don't know that you're, you're gonna know the the term better than than me but she had to be clipped in order for the baby to come out and she feels very strongly that if she didn't, that if she would have had birth naturally mm-hmm. without the, the Pitocin, that she probably wouldn't have had that mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. Now, that that's her own thought process. Who knows, right? right? right. But in that situation, she had to have stitches. Right. And that's one sure. of those things that a midwife can figure out. She can do right. mm-hmm. all those sorts of things is what I'm hearing you say. Yes. That's not... That's not something that a special, you know, like going back to the old, you know, um, Bill Cosby thing, like get the salad tongs, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) you know, uh, we had to use the salad tongs on my daughter as well. And so, um, but that's, that's just all stuff that that a midwife would understand, would know, would work with. And that's, man, that's, that's. And it's pretty amazing. Most um, home births do not have tears. Yeah, and, and well, and again, I think that there's something to be said about the stress level. There's something to be said about the, you know, you're not being induced typically, right? Because you're Correct. not you're not doing pitocin nope. at that point, right? We're not allowed to, right? You're not allowed. We to. can't induce, so it's natural. There's, yeah, and you have to qualify for a home birth. You have to be healthy. There can't be complications, and, and that's something that you would tell. There's them, no right. You can't have risks, right? Right. Yeah, and and so I, it is I, again. My wife is probably not unfounded in thinking that that's the reason she really regrets it. I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not sharing too much. She doesn't listen to this. It's fine. Um, like, <laughs> Even if you are, she'll never know. Right, she'll never know. <laughs> um, but, but you know, it's it's an experience that I had, too. I was there. Sure. I was there when it sure. happened. Sure. I was there whenever the doctor said, hey, we're going to have to do this. And she was like, okay, I guess so. You yeah, know, right. like, what, yeah. what do you do in that moment? Yeah. And, and, and here's part of the problem. We see the doctor... When she tells us, come see me. Mm-hmm. And she, we, we go, we sit in a waiting room for however long, and we wait, and then we go into the, the physical room that we're, you know, the, the exam. whatever, exam room, and we sit there until she decides to show up. Mm-hmm. And we loved our person. She was wonderful, our doctor. Uh, but, I mean, those could take a long time. Yep. And... You're telling me you would come to my house to do that on mm-hmm. my time when it's convenient? And, again, it's just more things. you have. To, and, it, look, this is one of the most exciting times of a person's life most of the time. Mm-hmm. Right? Not always. Right. But one of the most exciting times. But, it's again, it's something you just don't understand. You don't know all the things. And now I'm having to go sit. And I'm sitting in a weight room. Everybody's looking at me. It's like, right. you're more fat than me, right. you know, like all these things. It's like, how far along are you? It's like, oh, you know, it's like this weird conversation stuff that happens yes. that yes. I can just bypass. Yeah. 
and I can do it on my time in my way because it is a private thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I I look back and I go, I I think that there is so much value in what y'all are providing. Thank you. Um, and and you know, I I hope that the other people listening to this are feeling the same way as me. I don't know, Craig. How would would you have? I, I mean, knowing, I never feel like you. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's like it. That's a whole other. <laughs> There's a, there's a, there's Can't a, set me up like that. There, oh man, I'm thinking of a, I'm thinking of an animated TV show at the Beavis and Butt episode right now where, where Beavis says, Oh yeah, how do you feel about my mom? And she's like, That's not how I feel about your mom. And he starts making these hand movements. Anyway, it's pretty funny. Um, anyway, how do you, I mean, if you, knowing now, after having talking with, with uh-huh. Priscilla and Christina, would you, do you think y'all would have changed anything? Well, so uh, yes, maybe Beca- okay. because, and this is actually a, a good segue for me because you mentioned a minute ago that like, if it's, if it's high risk, like you guys can't, there's, there's some things that you guys can't Correct. do. And I, I think you mentioned a while ago that like, um, legally you can't do some things. And so I'm curious as to like what the regulatory board over that, because like all almost so we've had three kids, all three of them have been high risk pregnancies. Um, and and so like, I know that there's like a different procedure around those kinds of things. So I'm actually curious, like how you guys would manage something like that. We would transfer care, transfer care if they're not immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And we would set them up with the right provider. Yeah. Yeah. And, And so like, just, just so people know, like what are like categories of like, what you guys would consider, not what you guys would consider, what they tell you mm-hmm. are high risk. Diabetes. Okay. Hypertension. Preeclampsia. Mm-hmm. Uh, placenta previa. What, I don't even know. It's, I, like, some of those I know what they are, but like I I, the last one in particular, I don't even know what that is. Uh, previa, when the uh, placenta covers the cervix. Okay. All right. He still doesn't. Know. I still don't know. <laughs> so, if you think about, if you think about, I know that those tree, are words. I need a, I need a, a th- model. If you think about the tree, the roots of the tree is what we would consider the placenta. Okay. So you cannot have the roots come out before the baby. Okay. So it's uh, it's in front of the door. Well, okay. you can't get the baby out. It has okay. to be born by C-section. Okay. That that was my next question. Is like preeclampsia that makes it C-section? Preeclampsia mm-hmm. is a liver condition that the body is actually rejecting the pregnancy. So they have high blood pressure. They start uh, putting urine. um, Their urine output has a lot of protein in it, and it's not supposed to. Okay. And they have visual disturbances, lots of headaches, but the blood pressure is uncontrollable. The only way to fix it is to get the baby out, and her blood pressure issue goes away. The urine problem goes away. The liver problem goes away. Interesting. So do do any issues with, like, baby, like, exclude you guys from providing any kind of care um yeah i mean if they find something in the ultrasound that's not yeah. considered normal then we would definitely so, so not anything have like heart condition yeah, yeah. like we especially would, like i remember specifically whenever we were at a certain point uh we, we had basically declined the i don't know what it's called whenever the test that the test for um abnormalities and mm-hmm. genetic and or amniocentesis one of those yeah. i think it was the second one yeah. amniocentesis uh-huh. um did i say that right uh-huh. mm-hmm. yes. sure did um <laughs> way to go Kim. yeah it's, it's where they put a, a very large needle inside the yeah. uterus yeah. and extract some of the that's one 
Yeah, and we we the we because there's risk involved with there that. Is. Yes. There is, yeah. there is. There's we declined that for that reason, mm-hmm. and so then, um, then my daughter uh, wound up having they they found some holes in her head that were abnormal, and they said we we now think that we need to do this, and so we agreed at that point. And everything wound up being fine. The holes healed up like they should have, and everything mm-hmm. was fine mm-hmm. eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they would have found something right. on that test, if we if we didn't decline it, and they would have found something on that de- test, I would assume at that point you're going, I'm, right. I'm, I unfortunately cannot help you anymore. Correct. If that happens, and I've already paid you, what happens then? So there in the contract, there is um, a space to receive your money back minus anything I've done. So okay. prenatal visits, um, I would deduct labs. I would deduct, but that's okay. it. Mm. I, I, I'm be prorated. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's a great thing yeah. to know. Like mm-hmm. what yes. happens if I hire you and then I can't use your services to actually do what you said you were going to do. That, that's great to know in the yeah. contract. Right. There's a way out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So do, do, do some of those issues prevent you guys from being in the delivery room well i mean as a midwife we're going to basically transfer service well we would we would be their support so we would go with them to the hospital now if they're having surgery they won't let us back in they're only going to allow dad or one person yeah so um which there's really no need for more than one person you're out right right right, right. but you may just transfer because you failure to progress and you need some pitocin so we'll be in the room with you it doesn't mean just because you transfer doesn't mean you're getting a c-section and at that point it's like your doula services are still hugely important right 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 now if you transfer in labor then there's no refund. We've right. been with you for months. Yeah. I've labored you with you. We've that. been at home. Right. I can't yeah. help what's happened at home, right? right. Um, but we will go with you. Yeah, we're here. We're we for safety reasons. We're going to the hospital. I'm going to stay with you. Yeah. Well, and I would I would think at that point yeah. someone's going. Look, I, I I would imagine there's very few people that was like you didn't actually help me because right. <laughs> yeah. you obviously right. are still very involved. Yes, there's still a lot that you're doing. Yes. And by the way, there's a lot of post. Um, pregnancy stuff that y'all work sure. through as oh. well. Oh, yeah. yes, definitely. Right. So let's talk about post-pregnancy stuff because we yeah. haven't really even gotten into that yeah. except saying that as a midwife you would go back and, and see them. What what are those times time frames again? Eight, two weeks? and So 24 hours. Okay, tw- 24 hours. Right, and um, two weeks and then yeah. four weeks later. Okay, so we need to talk about that because I have crazy pregnancy stories that I can only share off the air. Okay. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I yes. But you you know some I of know them. some yeah. of them and they're interesting. <laughs> um, but that being said, um, let's talk about some of the other services that you offer because I'll tell you right now, um, nurses are phenomenal. You were a nurse. I still am. You still are a nurse. I still have my and, license. And you know that they they really they're wonderful. I yeah. we were so thankful for our nurses. They did a great job. Yeah. See how nice he's but, being sitting next to but, her. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but here's the problem. I rem- okay. I remember when the doctors came in and they were like, "Look, your daughter is jaundiced a little bit. Um, we're gonna need to keep her an extra day." Mm-hmm. 
And they were kind of like, it's going to be okay. And I was like, sweet. Okay, another day? Like, all right, let's order another round of food, right? Like, <laughs> like I was, oh, you're going to take care of her? You're doing a great job taking care of her. <laughs> because I knew it was going to happen yeah. the moment that they let us go. Yeah. She's we yours. Were, she's we, were, we were done. <laughs> and all of the help supposed with supposed to act like I know stuff. Right. <laughs> it was like, who taught this kid to breastfeed? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Someone's got to teach his kid to breastfeed. They don't come out knowing that. It's not like a baby draft that eventually stands up and it's like they know what they're doing. No, nobody teaches that other than a nurse if you're at the hospital or a doula, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Because there's services that are offered post-pregnancy that you come to the house for, right? Yes. So can you explain some of those and what that looks like? Because that is an extra charge, I know. For some so, of it. I know there's some that's included, but there's yeah, some that's extra. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's just talk through some of those services that you offer. And I'm sorry, why is the breastfeeding person at the hospital always a dude? Oh, ours wasn't. Ours I've was. never seen um, a that, dude. That's, yes. That's really? Right. Yes. What hospital? I, well, I don't want to get into did, a defamation did, case. Did, <laughs> well, that's not right. I mean, they're over there like grabbing things have, and like touching things. I have things. never like, seen one. Did he have a badge? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is actually a bit that they do. What is that show? Uh, Scrubs. Oh, yes. On Scrubs, they do a bit about the breastfeeding guy being a guy and like... Yeah. I, I have been doing this since no, 1993. It's, 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 I've never seen it. It's one. not Scrubs. It's The Office. Do you guys see the episode when Jim mm. and Pam have their baby? Yeah. Oh, yes. And the breastfeeding uh-huh. guy is a guy. A dude. Oh, yeah. I remember and that. And he's like, what, what, why are you? But that's a show that's not real life. <laughs> that is, but like ours, one <laughs> of ours was a guy. Oh, you really? Yes. Wow. That's, I, I, it's kind of weird. That's super awkward. Yeah. I, so, it's like, you're going to gonna do what with her what? Okay. All right. All right. I guess like. I, I would ask. Well, and I can't, uh, the reason I'm not answering, I can't remember because we had kids in two different hospitals here and I can't remember which one it was. Does I have it, never seen a male lactation consultant. That's wow. the word. That's lactation the one I was consultant. Okay, so know. let's that's, talk about lactation for a minute. Okay. Let, tell okay. us about how okay. that works and what okay. you do. And I know okay. there's other services you sure. offer sure. because sure. look, here's the problem. Um, there's this really real thing that happens with a lot of women, and it is not abnormal for you to be depressed afterwards and to have problems about feeling like all of a sudden I don't have this baby inside of me for nine months, right? And and there, you know, this postpartum problem stuff happens, and it's normal. You don't have to feel weird about that, but you offer some of those services because I remember because I was here for the first episode. If you (laughs) haven't listened to the first episode, please go listen to it. It was one of those. Uh-huh. We didn't figure out which one it was. We're not, we we have some friends who like, they're like, remember on episode number blah, 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 when we said this? You have people do that to you too? Yeah, we don't, I don't know what the numbers what, are. What, what, it was like number, it was number something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know which one it was, but it was one of those episodes where y'all did, you came on, did a fantastic job, but let's reiterate them. Let's yeah. talk about them. So our package, our doula package, if, if we, if you hire us as a doula, um, we run 12 hour shifts. We labor you at home. The childbirth class is included. We stay with you for up to two hours after the birth, um, whether it's in a home or a hospital or a birth center. And we take the photos and all that. And we're also qualified to teach breastfeeding. So we, we have our own baby dolls. We bring our own little baby dolls and our own knitted boob. Mm-hmm. And we mock, we want the mom to, um, 
model or we model and they mimic. So they mimic what we do and we say, hold your boob here, hold the baby here, get the baby on. And then um, once baby's latched and we talk about how often you need to do this for how long on each side, these are the cues you're looking for, what dad can do to help uh, with pillows and holding baby's hands out of the way. And then we part ways. So um, we're on call for that mom for two weeks after birth. So via text or phone calls, and then we make an in-person home visit for one hour. And that is when we re-evaluate breastfeeding. We talk about how to pump, how to store your milk, when to introduce a bottle, swaddle techniques, all that kind of stuff. Because and again, we make an evaluation regarding her emotions at that point, too. I, look, y'all, <laughs> again, I, I say this all the time to to young couples when I'm like, Unfortunately, there is no manual Mm-mm. that leaves the hospital with you. And you have to just kind of figure it out on your own. And I'll tell you, that is probably one of the most intimidating, one of the most, ner- I, I, I'm a pretty non-stressful type of person. I don't get hyper about a lot of things. I'm just pretty even keel. The Kevin you get today is the Kevin you're going to get tomorrow. <laughs> For the most part, unless Dak Prescott's involved, and um, <laughs> or the Cowboys, and the Cowboys, yeah, it, it, I get. <laughs> but the, here's the thing: when you get home with something that you don't, I, you, she's crying, yeah, and you don't know why, yeah. and you're crying, and yeah. you don't know why, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and your yeah. wife, and, and it's really worse when your wife's crying and you sure. don't know why. Sure. Like I'm almost sure. getting a little emotional about it right now, sure. and uh, because I remember those moments. Because you want to fix it. I want to fix it as a dude. I want to fix it. I want to figure and it we, out. We tell help. all of our dads in the class, your job is not to fix it. Your yeah. job is to be. Yeah, and and honestly, that's that's hard. It is hard because I want to be what she needs me to be, and she can't tell me what she needs me to be, yeah. and so that's all very very difficult. So I think that. The fact that you are literally coming to my house afterward yes. is huge. And and you're not my mother-in-law. No. Because nope. I love my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law, if she's listening right now, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and, I really, and I really, really love my mother-in-law. Craig she does Smith. listen more than your she, wife. She, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> she's wonderful. Yeah. And my mom's wonderful. But at some point, it's like... It's a professional coming to your home. It is. It's different. It is different. It's just different. There's no emotional baggage associated Mm -hmm. with us. Mm -hmm. So um, that is the role that we play as a doula. Now, if you hire Priscilla as your midwife and me as your doula, then she's going to come see you 24 hours after, check on you and baby, and then do it again at two weeks and again at four weeks. And I'm going to come about the 10 day or so, and then my services are over. So I do everything pregnancy and delivery and two weeks after and i'm done priscilla can continue to see this mama until she's 80 mm-hmm. okay so it's a great continuity of care wow yeah okay so here's the other thing that just popped into my mind so even if you have insurance you're gonna pay co-pays you're gonna have out-of-pocket expenses there's gonna be stuff that happens right and so I'm assuming that on some level, when you start factoring in a bunch of those things, it's probably not all that different. 
with price points. I mean, y'all are reasonable. You told me what it's, they were last time, it's, but it's actually cheaper. It's yeah, cheaper. A lot cheaper. Yeah. See, that's silly, y'all. No, that's I, silly. So if you were to go to the hospital and pay for a vaginal birth without insurance, it'd cost you about four thousand dollars. Okay. I don't. I don't really have four thousand dollars. That's, that's today. the hospital. Okay. That's the hospital fee. Yeah, because but there's if you a lot use your more. insurance, it's probably going to cost you about. Fifteen thousand. That's right. that's what the hospital is going to charge the insurance policy. So I should tell you everything you need to know. And that's not doctor fee. That's not doctor fee or epidural. Yeah, if you get epidural, else. that's separate. That's just the hospital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what I found um, is with insurance, for some reason, they will pay for like prenatal visits, postpartum visits, but they won't pay for the birth because it's in your home. Okay. So. We just, I just submit super bills for Interesting. my clients and they get reimbursed. So you're telling me for all the prenatals and that there are ways oh, yes. that yes. even hiring you, yes. I can get some of it reimbursed yes, basically. Absolutely. Yes. Y'all. <laughs> yes. Okay. If you're listening right now and you have the idea of having a baby in the future, please call these people, first of all. And if you don't, if you don't live near, Call someone. Just ask a lot of questions. Yep. And if you've already had your babies, like, and you got other babies coming on the way because you got grandchildren, maybe this is a really good option, and not just an option. I I feel like there's something very very cool about this. And and so let me ask you this question because he, here's what my wife would say. I, I know her very well. Here's what she would say. Um. But. I want a doctor. I want a doctor. Like a doctor who's been to school, board certified, blah, 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 all the things. How? I'm just curious. How would you not necessarily defend yourself, but how would you say, here's, let me explain this to you. What would you say to that? And I guess, it's, mm-hmm. Priscilla, this yeah, is Yeah, I would just you. say home birth is not for everybody. I'm not going to talk you into it. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do it. You have to want to do it. I'll educate you, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to talk you into it. Or well, the dad at that. I would imagine someone who's anxious already is not going to be a good client. Yes, that's... I mean, like, unless they're unless they're up to being persuaded, but like, you know, like if they're already like at, you know, eight, mm-hmm. you know, it's just not going to be, a, it's probably not going to be a good fit. Right, right. And I, and I also say, who do you plan on being? At the birth, who's going to be mm. at your house? Oh, my my mother in law. How do they feel about you having a home birth? Because if they're not comfortable, if if mm. they're feared, you know, have fear about it, it's not gonna it's not gonna end well. We're at gonna end up transferring because their of their anxiety feel. to your yeah. anxiety. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that's no fun. That winds up becoming a liability too. I would assume somewhere along the way, and obviously, let's just talk business for this long. You want to limit your liability on sure. that, right? I yeah. want you to want yeah. a home birth. I don't want to talk you into it. Right. right. You yeah. know, it's, right. that's not. That's not fair to anybody, really. No, no, no. Well, it's, I mean, you, we were talking earlier before the show got started that there's a, a perceived difference even between a home birth and a birthing center. Yes. A lot of the dads, the, and I want to say dads because I, I guess the moms are a little more educated. Dads are kind of like, you want to do what? You want a home birth? You want a uh, birth center birth? Mm-hmm. Um, there is no difference. There, you can't have surgery at a, at a birth center. Right. Uh, they have all the same equipment that we carry at home, oxygen, uh, Pitocin after. We can give Pitocin after the oh, birth to help, okay. help uh, clamp down the uterus. So it helps with um, hemorrhage. Um, 
but we carry all the things for the baby as well. So there's really, there's really no difference. Uh, you do have to travel and labor to a birth center and then you go home about four hours later. Other than that, that's the difference between uh, so it's actually more difficult. It's, it more difficult. it's more difficult. It's more difficult. And it's more expensive. You're paying for the ambiance. Double. It's double. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And some people prefer it. Maybe their home isn't the place to labor. You know, maybe they, they live with other family members and they need a place to go. That's or they live in an apartment. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. that's understandable to want to go to a birth center. But some women want the chandeliers and the nice the big tub, tub yeah. and all yeah. that kind yeah. of stuff. So... Um, but as far as safety or surgery or meds, if you can't get an epidural at a birth right. center, so um, you have to transfer to the hospital. Well, I, I've I've heard more than one person who's used a birthing center say something like, "We thought we were going to have to wind up at the hospital for this or that or the other," mm-hmm. and it's just no different. Mm-mm. Right? There's no difference. Yeah. Well, when when you said a minute ago that it was double, are you talking about like the cost? The cost. The cost mm-hmm. of it. The cost is more versus expensive. At a birth center, it's more expensive than to have your baby at home. Okay. Because you're paying the facility fee. Okay, yeah. That, well, that, 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 that makes total sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying people should do that. Right. But it makes sense that it would be twice as expensive. Right. Than being right. at home. Because yeah. it's a facility yeah. that <laughs> has their own expenses. Yeah, yeah. You know? Most of our clients that have had a uh, birth center experience they choose home birth after after that because they realize "Mm, i don't want to travel and labor i don't want to travel after birth with a baby i want to be home so and they don't necessarily provide a meal or anything like that the hospital does it's not great Mm -hmm. it is hospital food Um, but in your own home if you've been in labor all day you're going to ask your mother-in-law your neighbor hey i think i'm in labor can you bring something to eat after you know that's when women support women Mm -hmm. and so mom has typically already you know made casseroles or or foods already in the freezer so by the by the time the birth has happened in the home it looks like nothing's happened Mm -hmm. so like all the cleanup is done. The laundry started and we've already fed mom. She has to eat mm-hmm. and urinate. Mm-hmm. Baby has to eat mm-hmm. and urinate before we leave. Can I tell you a really funny story? Yes. I think it's funny. Um, two, two actually. So, so before we ever, like the week before, we knew we were being induced. So that was already planned. Number um, one, number two. N- number one. Okay. Number one, we're being induced. We and so I um we we made a lot of crock pot yeah. you know things yeah. and frozen yeah. them lots yeah. of different things. we'd mm-hmm. made like two weeks worth of food mm-hmm. and we also knew that we had you know a church family that was going to be providing food as well all these sorts of things so we we felt like okay we probably got a good month here in advance and, and I, I posted something like hey we got food for a couple of weeks we got this no big deal blah blah I, I did that on purpose because I knew so we'd get severe backlash but so we did have that going but we wound up um when we were in the hospital with my second child and it was christmas eve and so the next day we'd gotten our food and it's so funny the way because we got a receipt for our i say it's a receipt it's more like an itemized checklist of things that we got for our food and it was christmas day so we had like it would say one turkey one dressing, one gravy, one, all these sorts of things. And at the, the very bottom, it said 
one Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was a code that they had to like punch in and it put Merry Christmas on there. And I think I've still got that because I was like, wow. we're keeping that because wow. it was so funny because it said one Merry Christmas. How much did they charge you for that? Uh, who Merry knows? Christmas. <laughs> the Merry Christmas was probably like $15 or something, you know, but it was so funny that they had to itemize every single little thing. And I was like, someone got a one Easter <laughs> and like a one New Year's Day, right? So it was just pretty funny. I've not seen one of those. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we kept it now where it is right now. I'm really more interested in what's the return policy on that. <laughs> yeah, my Merry Christmas wasn't as good as I thought it should be. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, who, who do I need to talk to? The manager yeah. to get that removed? Yeah. I don't really know. The manager of food services. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things you just don't think about, like food. At that exactly. moment, exactly. Like I just want a burger or something. Like exactly. I need something to eat. I, I don't exactly. know. There's so many things that, unfortunately, you. This is supposed to be a beautiful day. Yes, and it is a beautiful yes. day. But everybody is tired. Dad's Everybody's been doing exhausted. this as long as mom has. They're exhausted. Mm-hmm. So I will say, um, Uber Eats has really uh, flourished oh, in the COVID in, yeah. the, in the COVID yeah. time. Oh, they have, yeah. And uh, uh, that was always allowed in the hospital. Mm. So Dad could go down if, if even if Dad wasn't allowed to go to his car, he'd go down the lobby and get his Uber Eats. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wow. that has been really good uh, for clients, especially those that. You know, mom does all the cooking and now dad's expected to pick up where she left off and mm-hmm. he's not feeding her very well. At least they can get Uber Eats. Interesting. Are, are you guys finding that, that mom and dad are more hesitant to go to the hospital over the last two years because of COVID? Yes. Yeah? Yes, and, definitely. And, and, and from, from, I mean, just obviously this is just your experience, but like what are they, are they opting more for home birth or are they opting for like, what, what, are, what, are, they, what are they trying to lean into? They're definitely more open-minded to home birth yeah, because of policies in the hospital. Okay. And worried it's going to change. It may be one thing one day, and next week it's different. Are they right. worried about not being able to get a bed? Sometimes no. that happens, though. I mean, we've had we've had mamas in triage for a while. Yes. Um, and, and it's not because of COVID. It's because the amount of women being induced. Yes. Mm. They're taking up the bed. So and if the a, nurse shortage. Yeah. And so when we have a mama in labor... They don't know what to do with them. They're like, go sit in the waiting room. We've got, <laughs> we've got mamas coming in here already for induction. You got to wait, you know. So, yeah. um, that's the problem with the beds at the and hospital. Again, that's stressful. Yes, and labor like we're, delivery. We're yes. doing we're doing things that are that are creating stress. Yes, that are unnecessary. Yes, and I yes. I get it. Like it's not for everybody. There are some inductions that need to happen. Sure. And, and as a nurse, I know that. Well, and I and, and, and I respect the it. There and are I other, respect it. Sure, there are other people that we know are going to have to have a C-section. Right, just going to have to happen. But that means you probably don't need a midwife in that moment. But you just still could use a doula. Correct. Right. So Correct. it's not that it's not that the services that you provide are unnecessary. It's just they probably are different than someone yeah. who's doing a home birth. It's, right? called, it's what I call a pivot point. Yeah, it's sure. a pivot point. If we if we've um, if we have a client that decides to use Priscilla as a midwifery um, practice and uses me as the doula, and we get close to the end of um, pregnancy and baby's upside down, baby's butt first mm-hmm. breach, mm-hmm. can't deliver at home. Nope. Yeah. So now we're gonna pivot. Yep. Now we're gonna pivot. Well, so what? Let's let's maybe like speak to like first time mamas. Then, like, if you're planning on going to the hospital, I mean. Because if they're if they're going to like their mom or their friends who have had 
children previously, you know, outside of the, the COVID era, what should they be expecting when they do go to the hospital? Maybe, I mean, just to kind of go like, okay, here's, here's the things that you guys should be expecting that maybe you wouldn't normally have had to have done. And, and maybe that might change some mindsets about, yeah. you know, how they want to proceed with their births. Yeah. The first thing is you are probably not going to get any say whether you get an IV or not. Mm. You're going to have some kind of apparatus in your arm. Okay. That's hospital policy. Um, hospitals are really more open than they've ever been to birth plans. Back in the day when I was working, if a nurse saw a birth plan, she wouldn't read it because she thought it would be a bad omen for the client. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. In it, what way? In that everything that she said she wants, she, everything that she said she wanted on there is going to be opposite. Oh, so it's almost like the, it's we're a jinx. setting it's we're a jinx. jinx. We're setting you up for failure. Exactly. All these exactly. things. Okay. But that was back in the day. We have come so far. And now nurses say, do you have a birth plan? Do you want me to put in your birth chart? Interesting. So, I mean, so th- they're much more open to that. And I do like that. So, like, my mom never had a birth plan. She wouldn't even know how to develop one. You right. see what I'm saying? Sure. So that would be different. If someone went to my mom and say, "How? what was it like to have your kid? Well, first of all, her husband wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but with her third, um, my sister is 40, and uh, my dad was allowed in there. So that's different if you're going to ask people of an older generation. They're going to have an IV, and they're going to ask you for your birth plan. Um, There is a lot of um, research about delayed cord clamping, and that's very different that our grandmothers and mothers know about, still don't know about. Um, It's 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 still very controversial. There are studies that support both sides. But midwifery believes you should let the blood continue to pulsate to the baby, and not clamp it and not cut it until it's done. Oh. Because the baby is getting a surge of extra blood. Okay. Some research says that causes more jaundice. Other research says it's better to leave it. So midwife clients, their their babies are fine. They don't have any jaundice. So no r- issues. Real quick, want to be clear. Like you're saying some of the research is saying... By pre-clamping, it's causing jaundice? Yes. Okay. Or, or leaving it pulsating as long as it wants. That's also caught. Yes. No, okay. just not it's, pre. Okay. Letting it stop pulsating is causing the jaundice. Okay. But clamping too soon can cause anemia. So Okay. Well, like an anemia that like lasts forever? Well, I mean, there could be, I don't know how long. It just depends on, you know, how how. You know, there's lots of there's lots of things that go into that. Right. Image. Okay. Right. Yes. So a lot of moms are now educating themselves and trying to find the words to negotiate with their physician in the pregnancy about birth. How long will you give me to let that blood continue to pulsate? Because they do it pretty quick. I mean, it's usually doctors will least, give you one to three minutes. Okay. That I mean, I I cut that cord pretty quick. That has been a big change. And how old is your youngest? My youngest is seven. Yeah. Yeah. And Same it, with mine. mine. Mine's six. That is a new thing where mothers are being more advocating for themselves in the pregnancy. They have it in the birth plan and they're talking to their doctor before labor even begins. How long will you let me let the, the blood pulsate before clamping? And how, how long will they typically let you? One to three minutes. Okay. So like unless you advocate and you can go longer than that? Yes. You can wait until it stops pulsating, but it depends on your OB. Yes. In a home birth, we're going to wait till it stops pulsating as long as there's no complication. Oh, huh. 
Correct. Interesting. So those are the things that are changing that from other generations would not even know to ask. Are OBs like picking up on that and like adopting some of these practices? Yeah. Yeah. Some are. The most I've seen is three minutes. Okay. They're not, they're not not in there long. You know, they, they catch and yeah. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Cut the cord and... Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I was going to say quit. that. I mean, like, my, like our experience with our, our OB was like, I mean, he basically showed up with the catcher's mitt and, yeah. you know, yeah. we got the cord cut yeah. and then he was gone. Yeah. yeah. And then so. he sends you a bill. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. the way that goes. Good for him. Yeah. But there's <laughs> other things that we need to talk about. Okay. That we talked about the last time. <laughs> that we need to talk about, y'all. And because if we don't talk about it, I'm going to feel like we had an incomplete episode. Okay. And it's weird. <laughs> To me, but like the whole placenta thing <laughs> that you say, even like eat like wedding cake later. <laughs> um, it's not for dad. It's not for dad. <laughs> we have been asked that. The dad said, do I take it? No, not, not unless you're having some lactation problems <laughs> or bleeding problems or mood issues. Which, if so, we probably have other issues. Yeah, like I had some lactation issues. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to do. No, but okay. So there's a very real service that you offer. Mm-hmm. And can you explain it? Because I'm going to screw it up. So please yes. don't make me yes. do it. Yes. I want to go backward <laughs> one more step. Oh, let's do it. Um, asking the question about what's different between other generations. Like maybe your older sister just had a kid. They're doing, which I'm very happy to see in the hospital setting. They're letting mamas eat mm. clear liquid diet. Now it's not food. You know, it's broth popsicles i don't know if your wives were restricted to ice chips, ice chips. yeah they, yeah we were they, they have progressed in this now so That's now, now it's soup and jello really? and tea and popsicles she would have been so much happier i know what, i know what has changed that um i think it's because they're realizing that that was very restrictive to the mom it's too restrictive we're, we're asking her to fast and she and she has to run a marathon essentially. Well, so but like why why do that why, in the first place? Why they did it in the first place yeah. was they were worried that if she got an epidural and she had gastric juices in her stomach and something happened with the epidural that it didn't work or it was bad or baby didn't do well and they needed an immediate emergent C-section. We got to mm-hmm. get the baby out in 3 minutes. Something's gone awry. They have to put mom to sleep. They put a tube down her throat. And if the, if if she um, regurgitates all of what whatever's gastric gastric juices that are in her stomach go to her lungs, uh-huh. it's called aspiration. Oh yeah. So they're worried. It's about worry. Right. It was about fear. It's about CYA is what that is. Oh uh, yes, I yeah. didn't want to say those <laughs> words, but you read my mind. It's <laughs> exactly right. So they're realizing now that those instances are super, super rare. That first of all, we even have to do an emergency C section. Right. Emergency means less than three minutes. We gotta get this baby out. Right. Okay. Very rare. Very rare to need that. But there are instances where you get the, the epidural and it drops your blood pressure so low they have to give you medicine to raise it. And if it doesn't raise, baby doesn't like it, now we have to consider a C-section. Yeah. And we, the anesthesiologist wants to know when was the last time you ate and what did you eat? They have to know so they can neutralize those gases, those acids in your stomach. Interesting. The other thing that's changed and I'm really, really happy about is they're really promoting skin to skin. That when the baby's born, no matter how quick they cut the cord, they're really wanting to undress mom, get baby tucked in like a like a can- kangaroo. They want baby skin to skin. That was mom. that was even a big deal whenever like yes. seven mm-hmm. years ago. Yes. That was a big yes. deal then. Yes. 
and, and even nine years ago, that's whenever something my that daughter, homebirds have done from the very. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but again, okay, let, let's let's say this before we get to the weird stuff. Let's let's say this <laughs> because I think this is important. Um, in those moments, mom and dad don't have a clue. The, the nurse is saying this, the doctor is saying this, or we're, we're looking around, we're going, yeah. I don't know, I don't yeah. know. And, yeah. and having a doula in there to go, okay, um, as an as your advocate, here's what I suggest. Correct. Because even in, even, I mean, you're, you're sitting here saying, Priscilla, that, that three weeks before this person was supposed to, you know, 40 weeks is, is normal, right? Right. Um, three weeks early, Hey, I'm having these things. You're able to go and say, I think you're good. Mm-hmm. Here's what you can do to fix this mm-hmm. or to at least temper it until, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure that that person was so happy. Yeah. Oh, yes. Because not having to not having to stress, not having to go in to, to the doctor, because look, every time you walk into a doctor's office, they're going to charge you money yeah. almost every time, right? So, right. You, you know, now it's more money. Now it's more this. Now it's more that. But But just having someone in the moment going, Look, they've done everything that they can do. You're going to have to have an emergency C-section. Right. Right. I'm going to be right here whenever you get back. Exactly. Like all of those conversations Exactly. make make me as a dad and her as, you know, the mom look at this and go, "Okay, they've done everything they can." Right. And Christina agrees. Right. Priscilla agrees. Right. This is the right thing to do. Right. Dad doesn't know. Right. Dad's like, "What?" I don't know. Yeah. Like he didn't know to begin with. Correct. Like, Correct. Like, I don't know. And that that has happened, and we've had to give moms, especially if we have time. If it's not emergent, mm-hmm. it's what you call urgent. Okay. Um. So we really try to respect the couple and say, you know, I know this is not what you planned. Mm-hmm. It's not what I planned for you. Um. I'm going to give you all some moments alone. Wow. And mm-hmm. Priscilla and I will step out. And then come back in 10 minutes and say, are you good? I, this is a grieving process, mm-hmm. but you are in very good hands. You're in a very good hospital. It, you know, we, you can't go forward with any regret. Mm. Tell me, do you have any regret? Let's talk about it. And, and you know, the nurses are doing their thing, getting the paperwork done and all that. But, but that's the thing. They're doing their thing. They're Correct. getting their paperwork done. They're doing Correct. all the things, and they come back. Correct. Did you make a decision yet? Are you sure? <laughs> it's time to make a decision. You have to make a decision right now. And yeah. and it's it's a little bit urgent. Yeah. It's a little bit weird. Yeah. It's a little bit yeah. like, I don't know what's the right thing to do. Yeah. But yeah. but yeah. but if you were here, yeah. you, either one of you, I could go, babe, she, she said this was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And while I don't know what I'm doing, yeah. and you don't know what you're doing, yeah. She said, "This is the best thing to do." Yeah, yeah. and it and it, and it it's just another voice, yeah. right? I call and it. And it's not I call mom. It pivot it's, points. It's yeah. not your mom. <laughs> no, it's not. Because your mom makes it's a. It, your mom is emotional too. Yes, it's all emotional. Yeah. Yes. you're able to remove the emotion yeah. and, and look sometimes at it. we're crying with the client. We're sure. sad too, um, but we're saying. <laughs> You know what? No one can say you didn't try. Right. Mm-hmm. It's about trying, doing everything possible before we end up in a C-section. Mm-hmm. And that's what our job is, is to yeah. try everything. We're thinking for them. They don't have to. Yeah. And if all things go wrong, I mean, you can still eat the placenta. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We definitely recommend uh, yum, eating your yum. placenta if you have a C-section. <laughs> yum, yum. You're going to need it. <laughs> I don't even know what you just said. Can you please explain? 
<laughs> why this is a thing it is a thing it's a good thing so it's called placenta encapsulation okay so we take the placenta essentially what's keeping the um, pregnancy viable is the placenta it has a lot of hormones uh, it keeps the pregnancy going um it produces um or it it allows blood and oxygen to flow and it goes through the core to the baby um, the lungs are bypassed with the baby because the blood is already oxygenated. The baby does not use the digestive tract until the baby's outside the body uh, because mom is digesting all the food for baby. So the placenta is the lifeline. Um, so if you, if you want to think about it in more primitive uh, manners, animals eat their placenta. Mm. And we talked about that last time too. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a lot of hormones in there. Um, there are two studies that were done, and they were repeatable, and that's, that's what makes it valid. Um, they went looking for uh, 17 different hormones, and they found 15. Mm. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. And to have that done twice, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what, that's what we advocate for our clients is to consider it. You don't have to make the decision until the time of birth. If you're unsure about it, you want to do more research, that's fine. We're not going to pressure you in the pregnancy time. But at delivery, you kind of got to decide it's going to go in the trash, it's going to go in a bucket, and we're going to process it. So um, we clean it, we uh, steam it for 20 minutes, recommended by the CDC, and um, we take off the edges of the, um, the bag, separate it from the placenta, take off the cord um, from the base, and then we steam it. That cleans all the back, bad stuff out of it, all the bacteria, all the viruses that could be bad for mom. Anything longer takes away the good parts. So we only do it for 20 minutes. Then we cut it up in pieces so it looks like a swollen roast. It like swells up fat. Then we cut it up in pieces and put it in a dehydrator for 12, 10 to 12 hours, depending on how many pieces there are. Then we put it in a grinder. It comes like a powder. And then we put it by hand into each capsule with the lid. So mom swallows those. There's a protocol to take them. You take them once your milk has come in. And you take them several days in a row, several pills, and then you titrate down until they're gone. You get anywhere between 50 to 200 pills in one placenta. It depends on how big it is. It so helps with It makes mood. me feel better that you're not chewing it. No, you're no. not chewing you know? it. No, no, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, some women do, but that's not we how don't we do process that. it. We no. don't do that. Okay. Sounds like there's room for bragging, though. I mean, 50 to 200. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There's, there's scores to be kept. I had, I had how many, how many pills did your spank? Oh, 67, was it? Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's always a size thing, right? Sure. Yeah. Like my sports sure. center was bigger sure. than yours. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, sure. It's good for uh, mood control for moms. Okay. So you're talking about crying. Um, it's good for that because it replaces a lot of those hormones. It's good for it's good for milk supply, mm. and it's good for um, iron supplementation. Which all look all of those things are huge. Yes, and and, and maybe the the most important is the milk supply. I, I think that you know, I, I I can't speak for everyone. I know some people have way more than they can deal sure, with, but sure. my wife wasn't there. Yes, I mean we were we were happy with the pr- with the production that we had and. I say we. It's fine, right? <laughs> um, you can be happy about it. Right, that. I can be happy about it. And we, she was able to pump and get some extra sure, and, sure. And whenever we needed it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know a lot of people that they have so much that they, they donate and those sorts yep. of yes. things, which is we beautiful. Have, we do have a lot of that. Yeah, and it's beautiful. I mean, if you're able to do that, there's yeah. something really beautiful yeah. about that. But, again, I, I know too many cases where it's just difficult. Sure. Yeah. And... 
in those moments, you know, it's like one thing leads to the other. So, yes. you know, yes. you have yes. bad milk production and then you have the crying, yes. you know? And so it's like yes. all the things. So if you, and, and, I, and I know the iron has something to do with the milk production and all yeah. these things are a little bit interconnected. And yeah. so if you can maybe do something to, yeah. Yeah. to but that's a service yeah. that you offer. Yeah, it is. And it's extra. I, it but, is. It is extra. It's not in the package um, of the doula part. service. Yeah. Um, but what like we like to tell people, it's like insurance. You don't know if you're going to need it. Mm-hmm. If you've had three babies already, and you've never done it before. You don't know if you're going to need it for number four. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Right. And uh, you may not need it right after birth, but you may need it at six weeks or six months postpartum. You have dips in hormones and yeah. save it for when you need it. Do, do mom and dad need to be making this decision in it, like how far in advance? Just do your research and we just need to know at the time of birth. Okay, so you you can make that decision yes. up until that day. Yes. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cuz you're going to you're going to have the bucket. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Some, <laughs> the, some the bucket <laughs> comes into the room with it. It was like, what is that for? It's a bucket. <laughs> what kind of bucket is supposed to You don't you don't want to know. You don't want to know. <laughs> we bring our own ice chest. So yeah, sure. during COVID that was a problem that um, sometimes the hospital will say, well, we don't have uh, an ice chest for it. And we tell the dad, meet us in the lobby. We have our ice chest with us. All you got to do is bring it down with ice. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So some clients you, what, hire what, what us What you're referring to that. is when they weren't letting you guys in the room. Correct. Right. Yeah. Correct. We can still process There's, there's ways session. around this. Oh, yes. 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 The only thing is the uh, hospital staff cannot add preservative to it. Okay. So we tell our clients in the class, if you're thinking about placenta encapsulation, you're on the fence. You can make that decision at that time, but it has to be before they put preservative. Like salt? <laughs> no, what formaldehyde. Kind of, okay. Okay. Like, why? Okay. I, I have questions. Why would a hospital be putting preservative on placenta that if, they're not using? If, if they're going to test it. They're going to test it. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if a mom is diabetic... Okay. And on insulin, the doctor may ask that it go to the lab. Okay. So if a mom's diabetic and the doctor insists that it go to be tested, you guys can't touch it then? Not if it has formaldehyde on it. Correct. They can take or a salt. Piece. Well, they can take a piece of it and <laughs> test it and give us the rest. I've, I've gotten a placenta back that was all tore up. Okay. So um, they're salvageable you know, as long bits. as they're not putting yes. preservatives okay. on it, we some, can process some it. Some say they want, Memorial Herman in speci- specifically always wants to know what the mom's status of hepatitis is. Mm. And they won't release the placenta to us until they have a negative result. Okay. okay. And so that, that has to go for testing. So we tell them don't let them put preservative on it, and it has to be in the refrigerator and has to be labeled. So sometimes the mom has that baby in the hospital has already paid for the placenta encapsulation for us to do it, but we have to go back 24 hours later and pick it up. But again, advocacy. Yes. These are things that in the moment, I promise you're not going to think about. Correct. You're going to think about like, am am I okay? Are you okay? Oh, by the way, I'm exhausted. Those are the things that are... So I'm I'm just... They're testing for like the bad hep, I'm guessing. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which which one is that? Mm -hmm. Hep C. Hep C, okay. Yeah. And and so what does... what I mean, you, you're saying you guys can't do what you need to do with preservative. What does a preservative do to it that makes it? Null and void is no longer valid or acceptable for her body. Really? Yeah, because that preservative, I mean, how do we get it out? It's been soaked up in there. Yeah. I mean, no one, well, I mean, up until the last time that we talked, I would have never thought that I'd be saying someone needs to eat placenta. <laughs> but no one really needs to eat formaldehyde either. So. Correct. Correct. 
that one I can say definitively. Only, <laughs> there's only one thing in my mind that's worth the worse than eating your placenta. Uh-huh. It's it's uh, formaldehyde yeah. placenta. So formaldehyde. Yeah. It's placenta laced with formaldehyde. Uh, laced. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! It's just wow. a skosh. It's a skosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man, the things that we talk about in the homeowner show. You I never know, know y'all. It's, you never it, know. That's true. I'm gl- aren't you glad you tuned in? Yeah. Aren't you glad you tuned learned in? something every from day? Formaldehyded <laughs> placenta uh-huh. that we learned from midwifery. Yes. <laughs> it, it comes through the vagina. <laughs> I just wanted to say all the words. All the words. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 There's. Uh, although that is one of my favorite Seinfeld episodes, by the way. <laughs> Uh, are, are y'all any of you Seinfeld episode fans? No, no I know Craig vaguely. Oh, I am. Time. Yeah, so so there's there's this one episode where Jerry cannot remember his girlfriend's name. Oh, it rhymes with the <laughs> female anatomy. Yeah, it reminds <laughs> with the female body part, and he can't remember. And so she's like, "You don't remember my name, do you?" And he's like, "Yes, I do." And she's like, "What is it?" And he goes, "He goes." Mulva? <laughs> and she goes, it's Dolores. <laughs> so anyway, it's a really, really, really funny moment. <laughs> Mulva. To rhyme with Mulva. Yes. Oh, so funny. It's Dolores. Anyway. Oh, man. Do you know the Spanish version of pain is Dolores? So. Oh, really? Yeah. I bet they picked Dolores for a reason. That's Well, it's, rhymes, it's clitoris. That's the one. Oh, okay. That's what it okay. reminds. Okay. That's what I'm it rhymes th- in Spanish, yeah, and, you know, pain. man, saying all the words, man, saying all the words. What else you got in there, Kev? I don't know. Well, I got other words, but they're not appropriate either. <laughs> it's like I told I told someone once. I was like, I know some Spanish words, but they are not going to make me happy afterwards. <laughs> You're going to be very frustrated with me after I use them on you. <laughs> I know all the bad words. That's all the ones I know. Anyway, all right. Here's a question. What's anything that we haven't discussed that you would really like to discuss? Ooh, we did good. We did good. (laughs) Like most of the time there's always like, oh, well, you forgot this really important thing. I think you got it. I think you got it. (laughs) That's really good. That's really good. Well, um, I don't know, Craig, what else do we need to talk about? Well, I mean, Christina's done the final four before. She has. In fact, I was about to say we've we've got to do the final four, but with Priscilla, we got the rookie over Christina, here. Christina, you are definitely exempt from this moment. If okay. any of you want to hear Christina's final four, you're going to have to go back and listen to it. But as it is right now, Priscilla, it is time for the final four. The final four. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the, oh, hey. and I actually <laughs> pressed the wrong button and it said, welcome to the show. <laughs> it's supposed to say the final four over here. Man, we're all over the place. I think it was Clitoris. I got the claps in, though. It was Clitoris. That was the po- point at which everything kind of which fell apart. not be part of the <laughs> no, final four. No, no, no I, I was trying to figure out what rhymes with Dolores. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It took me a little while. The first time I ever watched the show, I'm like, Dolores. Dolores, 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 Dolores. Oh, <laughs> oh, there it is. There's, There's a reason the they didn't say it on the show either. Right. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, I don't know um, if you have been informed, but if you have not, there are four questions that we ask each and every one of our guests. Have you have you been informed? I have not. Okay, this is awesome. Supposedly, she this. listened to the last episode. Oh, so, you know. okay. Well, we'll see. Uh, so, uh, these are the final four questions we ask all of our guests, and they're pretty simple questions. And if you fail, it's really up to you. Yeah. All right, so, it just means so, the end of your life. Yeah, as that's we know right. It. So here's um, here's the final four questions. Here's here's the first one. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. 
What's the must-have tool you won't leave your house without? Doppler. A Doppler? Like, uh, like, You're like a meteorologist? Are we analyzing the weather over here? <laughs> we have gone into another topic. Right. <laughs> of all the sudden, I, of all the things you were going to say, like I would not have said a Doppler. Is that like the beep? beep, <laughs> beep. So I can pick up baby heart tones. Okay. Is that really what it's for? Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. It's called a Doppler. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so confused right now. We always like, we grew like, up with Doppler radar. Yes, we did. <laughs> like that was the big deal. It's like the Doppler radar is, is finding. Well, it is like radio four, frequency. So. Is it the same technology? I mean, like, is it? It's radio frequency. So yeah. So like, yeah. I know you've been in doctor visits with your wives. Yes. When they were pregnant, and they put the little monitor on the baby's on the belly to hear yeah. the heartbeat. The, 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 yeah, the, it's the, like the, a little the, belt the, the, that they put on there. Well, not just no. I mean, that's a form of it. Mine was yeah. more like in three four. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> She's so confused right now. She's like, I am. Four. I am. So, so, mine was six eight. So it was, it's fine. It was, yeah, it's a little bit faster. That's right. <laughs> a little bit faster. Oh, it wasn't talking, a waltz though. Oh, you're talking about the heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So no, it's a little bitty device, and you put a little bit of gel on it, and then when you get closer, you can hear, and then it goes da 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 da, and it tells you on there what the baby's heartbeat is. Nice. Yeah. Wow, so it does not tell you if there's a tornado in the no. area. <laughs> no. No. There's one coming. <laughs> You're not going to expect it. It's going to feel like a tornado, yeah. but uh, here it comes. <laughs> Good luck. Grab your mama, grab your sister. Good luck, Godspeed. That's right, all the things. All right. Right. All right. Okay, that's the first time we've ever had that one. Yeah, <laughs> there's been a lot of things we've had. Uh, a cell phone being number one. Doppler, never, never, probably never get again. Probably, Probably never won't. again. Probably won't. All right, I got so. it bigger than a bread basket. It's about okay. Size of your no hand. No one can see that. Size of your hand. There you go. Size of your hand. Okay. Okay. All right. The Doppler. All right. Good. Need, I want one now. No, you don't. It's <laughs> 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 <That's> weird. <laughs> Just because I don't Only have a it. midwife would say <laughs> <Right>. a Doppler. <laughs> that, I would agree. I would. I would hope so. Unless we had a meteorologist on here. <laughs> And if he's saying a Doppler, I'm feeling like, what are you from the '90s? No, it's like it, I want to be like on that on that that one time uh-huh. when like it's like it's sort of like having a pocket knife, like the one time you need it. Uh huh. Like anybody got a Doppler? Right. Yes, I yes, do. I do. <laughs> yes, I do. I can pull it out right now if you want to see it. It's in my hip pocket. Right. <laughs> this is also weird if you say if you... Anyway, I'm going to keep going. You kind of resembled <laughs> right. Kramer in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, we're back to Seinfeld. I love it. All right. Next question. Um, so what's a job you walked away from? Now, let me preface this for a minute. So when we created this question... Because it it's really, never been asked before. No, never been asked before correctly, actually. Uh, <laughs> is we wanted to ask the question, what's a project at your house that you walked away from? But we didn't ask that. We asked, what's a job you walked away from? It could mean the very same thing, or it could mean I actually walked away from a career or something like that. But as you hear the question, what's a job you walked away from? What would you, how would you answer that question? Um, it would be uh, from a client. So uh, basically firing a client. Okay. Uh, okay. How did that go? And why did you fire a client? Because I uh, wasn't being treated fairly. Oh. So okay. just because I'm a provider doesn't mean I have to. 
provide. Mm. Yeah. If we don't get along or you're treating me poorly, you know. Sure. So I have given money back and said, you need to find somebody else. Mm. Nice. Offering services is not entitlement to services. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. Well, sure. I mean, I, I think that, I mean, on, on some level, all of us in here deal with that from a professional standpoint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like, look, I'm still a person. Yeah, right. absolutely. Right. 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 And, right. And if I leave your house every time I'm here and I'm miserable or I dread coming to you um, and I'm supposed to touch you, put my hands on you and I, and it's a negative feeling that's not fair to me or you. So it's just time to mm. cut ties. Yeah, that's no, good. I think you're right. I think that's a reality in this room. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of people outside of this room that don't live in reality. <laughs> no, I would agree it's with very that. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's a good point. Not everybody's a good fit, you know, so yeah, it's fair enough. Yeah. All right. Next question. How do you wind down at the end of a long day? Uh, I'm pretty much, I'm in my garden or messing with my plants. Oh, okay. so they always need water. That's true. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is about those stupid plants. They always say needy. They're so needy all the time. It's like every time I turn around, he's like, you're wilting a little bit there, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Someone told me um, a good gardener is a great mother. Oh, so. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What, what, what kind of stuff are you grow on? That, that explains a, a lot, herbs. actually. <laughs> a bunch a lot. of herbs. Herbs? Mm -hmm. Okay. Herbs and vegetables. Are, are you using the herbs? I mean, like, are you yeah. cooking with them? Yeah, yeah. What's your I'm favorite? I'm learning. I'm learning. So I'm, I bought this infuser. It's called a Levo or a Levo or something like uh -huh. that. It was on Facebook. And it infuses the oil with the herbs. Oh. So I'm excited to do that. Yeah. That's cool. I bought herbs to play around with with recipes, but now I want to grow them. Yeah. Well, we had a really cool episode with with the lady who's a gardener. That's what she does. Oh, awesome! And um, Jill McShee. Yeah, she. Is uh, that my saying right? McShee, I think. Yeah, uh, something like that. I'm Jill. I'm sorry. We we know you better than that. <laughs> she's she's a friend on Facebook. Okay. Um, I bought her book. She yeah. She's she's awesome. She actually is a uh, top seller on Amazon, and oh. um, but she she lives in Arkansas and she gardens. And it was one of those deals where for her it just kind of happened. And she was like, oh, one of these days I'll do this. And now she does it like at a really high level. Wow, so, that's awesome. Yeah, we've yeah, got an episode. What, again, one of those episodes we did. Yeah. Uh, on a certain number. The, uh, back in the number, day. Back in the day. It's been a while at this yeah. point. Um, you can go find it and you'd probably be interested yeah. in that episode. Jill, she's wonderful. So, all right, cool. Next question. Last question. Are you ready for this? Sure. What's one of the best pieces of wisdom or advice you've ever received? Um... Let me think. It's not how much money you make, it's how much you keep. Mm. Mm. That's a good, I like that. Yeah, and, and look. So, you know, making a ton of money mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily bring you happiness. Right. Oh, it definitely doesn't. So, I, I would actually venture to say that it's the opposite. Yeah. Making a lot of money can be a huge burden yeah. Oh, yeah. on you, yeah. for sure. So, definitely. Well, we have one other question. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's a secret question. It's a secret question that we never tell anybody about. The final five just doesn't roll doesn't, off the tongue. It's not the same exactly, but Craig asked this question. He likes this question, so he's it's the only ask. one I get to ask. It's, it's the only one who remembers. Yeah. So, here he goes. Go right. for it. If people want to get a hold of you, how do they find you? Um, well, they can search um, Motherly Transitions, um, doula and uh, midwifery services 
on Google. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Yes. So yeah, you guys have a website. Yes. What's Mother- that? Motherlytransitions.com. Okay. Is there a phone number for the business? Sure. It's 713-562-0105. Cool. And if they go to Facebook, Instagram, it's going to be under, under Motherly Transitions. There you go. Easy enough. Yep. All right. Well, listen, it has been wonderful having you on here. We get to say words we never get again to say. Again and for the first time. <laughs> yeah, again and for the first time. It's honestly like this is one of those things that people should talk about more often. Yes, they should. And we don't talk about it because whatever reason, we're weird people. Well, guys definitely don't guys talk about don't it. Guys don't talk about it. No, there's a lot of things guys don't talk about. <laughs> we talk about the things we want to talk about. And if it does not involve like golf or it's weird because it does involve things that guys talk about. Yes. Just the aftermath of. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but uh, thanks for thanks for coming. Thank it's you been, for having us again. It's been really, really good. Yes. So Priscilla, Thank it's great you. to meet you. Nice to meet and, you. Um, I, look, I'm, I'm a huge advocate for y'all Thank as you. y'all advocate for other people. So uh, everybody else that's out there, thanks for downloading today's episode. If you haven't already, click the subscribe, the like button. Uh, leave us a five-star rating review on uh, iTunes. That would be Face uh, FaceTime also would be a great place to do that. Sure, why not? We, we appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks for downloading it. Until next time, we'll see you later. See you.